Some things can only be seen in the dark. The earth is in upheaval, again. Great change is upon us. Rune wisdom is appearing for us out of the melting ice. This wisdom fed, guided, and protected our indigenous ancestors. It is neither male nor female. It is neither bad nor good, dark nor light, immoral nor moral. Rune wisdom is the wisdom of life in constant motion and perfect balance, sourced from the darkness of the great void. It is chaos coming into form and returning again to the darkness. It is time for us to remember. That, my friends, was from Ingrid Kincaid, the Rune Woman, wise and irreverent, one of my mentors, and part of my origin story. I hope you enjoy the conversation we had. It will be over two or three episodes. It was a long conversation and a very good one. Enjoy Rune Walking in Modern Times. Last time on the episode, we talked about uh, Jared's origin story, and the woman I'm sitting here with today is actually part of my origin story. So, uh, Ingrid Kincaid, welcome to Rune Walking in Modern Times. Glad to be here. Thank you. I'm. I'm glad. I'm. It, she doesn't have her arm twisted or anything, so I'm not really sure how I convinced her, but um, she's here with us today. <laughs> So, like you. <laughs> oh, thank you. I I love you. I I, I love miss you that I don't get to see you as often. Yeah. But you're 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 a busy gal. I am. What have you been up to? What are some What are some new things that we can look forward to? Because I know you have the two books out. You have um, Lost Wisdom of the Runes. Is that yeah? Oh. Right. Let's try that and, again. Lost Teachings of the Runes. Thank you. And the Runes Revealed, an yes. unfamiliar journey. Yeah, yeah, yes. And then the third book, which I have, which is only 30, which there are only 33 copies of. That's right. So it's it's a very, it's a collector's item. Yes, it um, is. I'm glad, I'm actually glad I was there. Let's talk about that book for a second, because um, before jumping into your new stuff, because I was around in uh around you for the creation of that book and what first of all kind of describe that book and then what kind of what your process was for that book because it's extremely unique yeah that's so uh, as i was working with the runes uh over m more than two decades um i want i kept being directed that I needed to write a rune book. And I, I went through all the processing of, you know, we don't need another rune book. Who's going to read it? How are, you know, what's, <laughs> what are you going to say? You can't put it all in a book. And what, because I, I, I am a writer and I, and I love writing poetry so I wanted to apply that to my work with the runes and not work, but it, 
more of my relationship with the runes and how could I, how could I write it? So I thought I'm going to limit. So I'll, I'll make a limit because that will allow me to have a structure in which I can work. So I thought, okay, I could write one page about each rune. I can limit it to one page, but that wasn't sufficient. And at, through this amazing processing, I came down to the knowing that I was going to write a poem for each rune. And because I work with the set of 33 runes, not just the 24, I decided that I was going to write a, a poem for each rune and that each poem could only have 33 words. And how could I speak about this amazing being, this sentient elemental being of this rune in 33 words and make it a poem and make it so that it wasn't, um, there was no punctuation and there was no capitalization other than just the name of the rune so that the reader could explore the poem in all directions, forward, backward, skipping lines. And, and, and in the limit of that, it took me, and I'm not exaggerating, it took me six years to actually compile the rune poems that I did. And then I thought, how can I, how can I make something that's really unique and, and different? I can't just give these poems and have them printed on slick paper and bound in a, you know, the usual way. So I decided that I was going to have, have it printed on handmade paper using a hand printing press with a type handset and then bind it with leather as close as I could get to an Orox is that I got cow's leather and have its hand stitched and the pages wouldn't be cut. They would be deckled on all sides. And, and so that that meant that the book had to have blank. There would be blanks in it because each page had only one poem. So I interviewed also um, local people that made paper. So I, that was part of it to find a, a woman in um, St. John's in Portland area that um, made paper, handmade paper. So it had to be very specific, the size and all of that. And then I interviewed the few people that I found who had old hand printing presses with handset type. And the reason that I chose the woman that I did was that when I des described the process to her, she said she didn't want to print on both sides of a page because when you press into handmade paper with a with a, a hand printing press that there's a whisper of it on the other side and when she used that term then I got so excited because that's the way that runes are spoken of is that like whispered secrets and also as this process unfolded I realized that the impression on the page was was um of became a void. It, it went into the paper, and so that as you read it, as you slept with it, as you held it, meditated with it, that you could fill in those impressions yourself, and whatever that means to you. And so then I thought, okay, I'm going to make it a limited edition, 
it's it really was a labor of love. It was, I didn't know if anybody would want them or buy them or whatever. And it was, it was very expensive to go through this whole thing. And um, just, I was delighted. I was just delighted to have this. It's a being for me, these beautifully, beautiful hand stitched leather bound handmade paper books with these 33 poems and 33 letters each. And um, so that's, that's the story. (laughs) I, I, first of all, um, have one. Uh, I thought I was going to be slick and pick number 33. So I would get Gar, but you um, started with them being numbered with the um, giant's runes and ended with Dagas, which is, which has actually for the last 15 years, um, been very appropriate for me <laughs> to have that that one book that starts with Dagas because each of the books begins with a different rune. Yes. As yeah. well, which is another facet to this like just this completely unique and really I think really beautiful way of interacting with your your relationship with the runes and then putting that out to share that relationship with other people. Yeah. yeah and I did that intentionally. That was also a um uh, assemblage nightmare because every single book is different it's like a limited edition the same they all have the same poems but depending on where they start and I intentionally numbered in a way that was unexpected be, and you're not the only person I would say most of the people who pre-selected and said oh I want book now I want number three or number 24 or whatever did not get what they expected because they were thinking in terms of a sequence and and for me that also removed the the runes from the alphabetical sequence that we're so familiar with that's a way to memorize them it's you know feurus it go through the alphabet abc but when you come to live with them and know them there there's no such lineup it's just a way to you know it's like an alphabetize and memorize names but they're always coming together in gatherings um when you are with them in a different order so to that to me is also part of the the beauty of the gift of of relationship with them is that you don't as a as the human you don't try to hold these signatures in a, in an order an arbitrary order just because they were written on a piece of wood or somebody found a piece of stone they were carved on that's lovely but somebody had to choose how to put them in order and then it became written in stone then it became the expected and then it became the only way and and that it, it 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 can't be it, to me for me and anything that I say you know as I say in my books everything is true and nothing is true is just stay with a question and and who put them in that order so if somebody put them in that order fine then I could put them in a different order. Uh, <laughs> if yes, absolutely. Yes. Uh, that's how I am. I mean that's how I teach them as well like I we set up a class and if it's a deeper class we pull runes that day and those are for that class and those are the ones we go through because I really do uh, 
love that. And I, and I do appreciate that that's the perspective that um, working with you has given me um, over the years, because it's, it's a hard one. It's a hard one to, to talk to people about who, to talk about with people when people are really wanting some sort of structure um, to follow. And I, I always kind of tell them, well, if you wanted a book to follow, like the Bible was a great book. Why don't you just go back and stick to yeah, that? Yeah, just go back to yes. Yeah, <laughs> it's all written out for you. There you go. S- super easy. Um, uh, I um, think, well, first of all, I, um, again, thank you for being on the podcast. You're wow. welcome. <laughs> Two, now that we've done that, I forgot to ask you my very important questions. That okay. I'm going to ask but you everyone. already used a swear word, so I don't know if the questions are going to be valid or not. Uh, they might be. They might. It depends on if I can cut myself, cut my bleep out. Okay, well, are you ready? Don't bleep out anything. Are you kidding? Oh, I never bleep out anything. That's probably why no one likes it. Um, okay, one. What is your favorite food currently? What is my favorite? Food. My favorite food. Ice cream. Really? <laughs> I'm going to stop you and say, and because everyone else just paused the recording as well because jared said the same thing oh it could also be bacon but uh which is mine yeah so great we're, all, we're see. bacon ice cream i don't know Together. i believe well i saw a donut today with bacon on it and i thought that was one of the most brilliant things i've ever seen um okay question number two what is your favorite alcohol at the moment oh i'm a scotch drinker Single malt Highland Scotch. Ah, I love Scotch. Um, Okay, third question. The favorite. What is your favorite place that you have visited on the planet to this point? Hmm. That's a hard one. Uh, I know, right? Yeah, I would say the highlands of scotland why i haven't been there yet but we're supposed to go and i'm having moments that i can't get my shit together backing out of it (laughs) i told trish i'm like i know it's because of you be getting moving to another a new city a new state but you can blame it on me if you need to and she said okay but she may go anyway i don't know (laughs) i know they drag you both (laughs) um you said why? Yeah, I because when I'm th- when I'm there, there's two two reasons. The land remembers me. It's very it's different to go someplace and feel like deja vu, but this is when I'm there. I feel rec- recognized and remembered by the land and the and the unseen beings that are there. And also because whenever I'm in Scotland, I have these experiences of seeing um, through the veil into another time. So I actually can have been in the highlands, which are beautiful and barren with the bracken and the heather, and close my eyes and open them again and I see the old forest and really that feeling of I can't get out of the car and walk across the land because if I do I will walk into another time 
that's parallel or, you know, and I don't try to over explain things. It's just, that's also the feeling. So I feel like even though I connect very much with the runes through my mother's Swedish side of the family, and I've been to Sweden several times, it doesn't feel the same for me. Yeah. I, I think the closer I get to Scotland, which we've, we've, we've spent a couple times in Ireland, a couple yes. trips in Ireland together, the closer I get to um, Scotland and the, hmm, I feel like that's more of this convergence point for all of my lineage or lineages. Mm -hmm. um, and I feel that it's a, it is going to be a very interesting place to visit. So I am looking forward to visiting there with you. Um, we, we, just, just we do need like Trish a home. We just need Trish leave her home if she doesn't want to come. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry, Trish. No, just kidding. You're, you have to come. Um, our little Rowan witch. Yes. Um, and I don't mean little by little. She's just shorter. Um, and you. Okay. So. Now. That was the first book. Then unfamiliar, um, I always say, I never know the full title. I just say unfamiliar. I, the second book, the book, the book with the glossy paper is called The Rooms Revealed, An Unfamiliar Journey. And I and put unfamiliar intentionally, the un in parentheses, and didn't capitalize it because I know, from, and this is for me, I know that when uh, the runes came to me and called me with the ancestors it i was not looking for them it wasn't something that i really even in this world and realm knew anything about because of the way that i had been raised in a very strict christian upbringing uh so they were unfamiliar to me and yet they weren't because they were familiar because when they called me and and I, just like I said, the land remembers me in Scotland, I remembered the rooms. And that's also part of why I, for me, I've never studied them or sought a teacher because, because they were teaching me and they were teaching me by remembering me or putting me back together. And, and, and anyway, that's an and. <laughs> I, I <laughs> like that. You it's a question you didn't ask. But, no, yeah. I, it, it leads into that. that um, I, the thing that I think is really beautiful and fascinating to me about my relationship with the runes because like tarot was created and, and tarot cards have their own, they've, we've kind of um, created them. We created their spirits and the individual spirits of the tarot cards, but the runes didn't, weren't like that. 
And so I feel like that's one of the interesting and very like visceral things about my relationship with the runes is that I'm not having a relationship with a card and some imagery on a card. It is another being. And those beings are the the wisdom of those beings is so stored somewhere in my body and they kind of help me find where that is and how that applies to me specifically. Um, so let's, if we can. Well, I want to um, tag on to that for just a minute. Yeah. I believe, and, and I'll reference the day that you came into the shop where I was reading and you peeked around the corner into the room, a room, rune room, um, that's why you're familiar. That's why you're family, because I've always felt like you're family. And I believe that this happens, that those of us who are, who have the runes carved on our bones on the inside, that we have this connection, this woven connection of these lines that intersect and that there is, it's a familial connection doesn't mean that everybody has to be from the same part of the world, but there's something magical in there. And that's, and I would say that that's really when they call to us and we find each other, we're weaving something back together or knitting something back together, tying the threads. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. I, um, <laughs> I feel like you tell that story way better than I do um, about me walking in there. Um, <laughs> I I always start with it was a cold, dark, rainy day because it usually is important. Um, <laughs> and and uh, so, yeah, I remember like, you know, walking in and I'm like, oh, there's a reader here. Kind of, you know, I peek around the corner and then it's kind of like not a not a blur to me but things just moved <laughs> things just shifted and moved and in that liminal space nothing was solid nothing was mm, sure is the wrong word uh nothing was solid and nothing nothing and everything was very tangible and I, I, I have a hard time um, actually grabbing onto a lot of those, the moments within that because um, it, it did shift so much for me in that moment, in, the, in that time that we spent together that day. Yeah, I, I, I feel, Ken, looking back, um, and I can say this with all love and respect, you were very young. <laughs> Young on many levels, not the inexperienced, but you were very young. You were hesitant. And I I sensed your hesitancy was um, because we were already connected. We already knew each other. There was a hesitancy about, if, uh, I'm interpreting this, but you're, you were familiar. I was familiar with you and you knew me. And you hesitated because of that familiarity, because there was a certain element of respect of someone young coming into the presence of someone in the village, in the clan that that was the old keeper 
of the wisdom and that you knew you were you you knew the path you were being called to and and was it okay to actually say that and speak it that's I don't know if I'm describing that correctly, but that because you did kind of peek into the door in through the doorway. And you also said to me, I asked if you had an appointment and you said no. And you said you didn't have the money. And I said, that's okay. Just come in anyway, because there was something else. It wasn't just that you had, I have to honor the shop, but I also wasn't busy. And there was a a need for us to connect and that I felt this shyness of you stepped into some place that was other was also uh, out of respect, not, not for me personally in that particular moment, but for respect and awe about coming into the realm of what you were, what you were called already to do, what you were imprinted with, because you can't not do it. I know that about you. You've, you kind of go off in lots of different directions but you can't not do it. Once you saw it, it it's it, it's bigger than you are. Oh yeah, yeah. And I would bigger. say that about any anyone with runes. Uh, sometimes people start out, oh, that looks interesting. I'll study it. But there has to be some place where what kicks in is that you stop studying something, and you actually recognize that you are coming into a relationship with with the beings with the ancestors and once that happens you can choose you can opt out because nobody's going to force you mm-hmm. however there's a consequence because they they will um they'll trouble you you'll bump against them they'll mess with you they'll try again um, and I remember so clearly that the day that I dumped out the ba- a bag of runes in someone's home um, and, and that I had that knowing, that remembering is like, oh, I know what these are. And I, in my mind said, no, you don't. And I say, well, yeah, I do. I don't even, I know what they are, but I also know what they mean. And then I was, oh shit, I have to put this stuff back in the bag because it's really going to mess my life up. That's exactly what I knew. And I put them back in the bag. I, you know, I'm very stubborn, independent, tied it up real tight, stuck it back on the table and and they wouldn't leave me alone. It took me a, quite a long time to finally um, quit living the life that I was living and um, just jump off the cliff with <laughs> trying to hope that they'd have catch me in the net or something. And then it just became it became easy once I, I stopped resisting. That interview, I guess only that last 30 minutes you've listened to, was packed with some really good stories, uh, good information about our, Ingrid and my, experiences with the runes. So, if you're interested, 
You can always find out more information about Ingrid at ingridkincaid.com, where you can read more about the runes. You can make an appointment to speak with her. You can see what classes she's offering. She's a very special woman with a very special connection, and I appreciate her. So tune in to the next two episodes to finish up this interview and this conversation I had with my dear friend Ingrid. And don't forget, if you are so interested and inclined, head on over to runewalker.com, which is where I keep everything, and catch up on other episodes, backlogged episodes, or buy a t-shirt, one of my runeware designs. Don't forget that as of last week, I believe, I began putting my daily rune wisdom videos onto my YouTube channel. When you go to YouTube, search at the rune walker, all one word, and find me. Don't forget to like and subscribe so that you get the daily rune wisdom. And uh, thanks for listening. I appreciate your support, the energy you put into listening to the podcast, and also the energy you put into helping the wisdom and the story of the runes continue. Thank you for listening to Rune Walking in Modern Times. I'm Ken, the Rune Walker. Thank you for spending time at my hearth and my fire. May your weird be filled with health, wealth, strength, and virility. <laughs>